With so much uncertainty at the moment, many agencies are putting sales and marketing on hold, but that may not be the best approach. Robin Bond runs a specialist management consultancy for agencies called Co-Definery, helping them find their shortest course from good to great. Rob, welcome to the show. We're seeing clients cancelling and pausing projects left, right and centre. We still need to make payroll. We still need to pay suppliers and keep the lights on. Can you blame agencies for not focusing on sales and new business right now? Um, hey, Nathan. Um, so thank you for having me on. I'm um, obviously delighted to have um, a bit of human contact, which is um, obviously a pleasant thing right now. Sure. Um, you know, quite frankly, I think agencies can be forgiven for most things at this point in time. One of the things I've noticed from the the sort of support um, resources that are out there, you know, various groups and, um, you know, trade bodies providing spaces, Slack groups, guild groups, etc., there's a lot of opportunity for people to uh, get together and talk to each other. So um, there's all manner of views as to be whether you need to, you know, make decisive action now and make a lot of tough business decisions and rationalise the workforce and renegotiate your lease and, you know, the difficult things which are certainly options and, and very realistic prospects for a lot of agency leaders. At the same time as those, you know, kind of harsh and um, potentially devastating uh, decisions. There's also an awful lot of rhetoric around there just saying, look, stay the course, um, keep hold of your talent, be ready when things pick up, they will pick up. You know, let's believe in the leadership of the, com- uh, the country and let's believe in the, the medical advice that they're following and, um, you know, stay optimistic that actually with the various, you know, measures that the, the Chancellor's outlined, we can hopefully do as much as we can to support the people we have in our businesses and, and hopefully avoid, um, you know, letting people go and, and taking those harsh decisions. So um, from that perspective, I don't think agencies can be blamed from taking a very kind of kind approach, also a very sort of brutally direct approach uh, and everything in between. But um, yeah, certainly one of the big questions I'm being asked often is kind of what does, uh, you know, new business look like, for example, mm. in the current climate? Um, and that's quite a, that's a big question. There's a lot of nuance in there. So what does new business look like at the moment? Because we've seen online a lot of opportunism, a lot of um, businesses sort of using quite crass approaches at the moment versus some genuine, a lot of genuine empathy. And um, I guess the reality of business is that we still have to keep the lights on um, Mm -hmm. and we still have to sell things, make things and sell things. What's the best approach? How should we be thinking about new business in this environment? Oh, it's um, you know, it's the best and worst of human nature. I think at the moment we're seeing, um, you know, I think if there's a secret to new business, if there is a secret, it's probably empathy, and it always was, but that's certainly never truer than it is right now. So, it's funny. A friend of mine was on Twitter, sort of taking the piss out of um, uh, yet another. Here is your guide to working from home. <laughs> As if, oh, finally somebody's you know, produced one of those. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, I know. I, I think if you Google, they might be. Down <laughs> like the fifth search page sure. but, um, I mean we shouldn't really take the piss but the agency that he was kind of being sarcastic about was probably quite well-meaning but you know just a little bit late to the party and good old British gallows humor we were kind of quick to leap on that but um, I think stuff like that is obviously a lot more defensible than um, I'm still getting sort of spammy automated email strings you know uh, oh dear Robin you've ignored my first five emails but <laughs> please pass it on in your company to the person responsible for I don't know, sock purchase, <laughs> sock it's like, Jesus, just turn it off, it's you know, sure. bad at the best of times. Yeah. But equally, it's not nearly as bad, I suppose, as, 
you know, some really crass stuff, which I've seen a couple of examples of, which I won't name because, yeah. you know, it's just not nice. But it's really tone deaf stuff like newsjacking the whole COVID-19 thing and, uh, you know, with a really spurious link to some nonsense. Uh, you know, why a pandemic is the perfect time to invest in branded pens. It's Unbelievable. just, it's out, I mean, that's obviously a joke, but yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't be too far from the I'm truth. sure you'd find something like that, to be honest, Robin. Absolutely. absolutely, and, it, and it's depressing. So there is, I think, a fine line between sort of helpfulness and really unsavory opportunism. And the stakes are pretty high. You know, I think, you know, if you do the wrong kind of outreach now as an agency, not only will your agency look bad, but um, you're adding yet more stress um, and frustration to another human being. And that's, you know, that's just a crappy way to spend your time. So I do think now is a good time for agencies to pause and reflect when it comes to sales and marketing. And um, I suppose particularly ask yourself whether you're truly helping with what it is you're about to put out there into the world. You know, would you welcome this approach if you were in you know, the prospect shoes? And is this something that you've got genuine permission and authority mm. to um, to offer? Because there is plenty of examples of stuff that does, you know, I think um I don't know, just with a consumer hat on, clearly we're all all over things like Ocado and Amazon and Netflix. Mm. If Vodafone wanted to sell me something that I needed right now, mm. I'd be open to that. Um, there's some good examples I've seen out there sort of in the world. I've, you know, I've seen um, services sort of uh, leadership mentoring. That's been put, I've seen offers around that, which are very positive Smart. and timely. Mm -hmm. um, free resources around sort of performance coaching. How do you maintain your levels of performance in mm -hmm. these very unfamiliar playing conditions. Um, there's a, a business I know that have sort of put together a, a sort of cut down version of a, a sort of decision making algorithm that they use. So it's all about helping organizations make difficult decisions, Smart. You know, inadequate data and yeah. making their decisions faster. So stuff like that's great. Mm. Um, I got one this morning actually from um, Little White Lies. Um, and they were talking about a sort of movie matchmaking service where you basically contact them and say, look, I'm looking for something to do X, Y, Z, you know, quiet night in with a wife or mm. something to keep the kids quiet or whatever. And they will, you know, use their knowledge of that kind of medium to send you stuff to watch. And Smart. Simple, practical stuff. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw one this morning for um, world-class illustrators who are uh, doing free art classes for kids from home. So love that. Brilliant. Love that super smart because yeah. all parents right now are dealing with homeworking and dealing with their kids uh, and if you can get them to sort of make some art or do, do something from home with world-class illustrators and, and, and painters I think that's a fantastic thing to do so yeah totally right there are really good good examples out there um, but you make a really good point Rob about you know the fact that at some point, we are going to get out of, out, on, out of the back of this thing. It, it, it is a moment in time. It seems like it's going on forever, but we are going to hit the back of this thing at some point. Um, and we are going to go back to business as usual. Um, but if we let go of staff, especially agencies uh, where talent is so important, um, and if we don't do the right things now from a sales and marketing point of view, could we be setting ourselves up for a really difficult time when things do go back to normal yeah i think that's i think that's true um i mean that that, all, that is always the sort of perennial argument about letting people go is it better to let them go now and save the money or is it sort of better to hope that you'll find good talent again kind of when you can afford it and that's you know that's kind of what you sign up for when you you know when you launch or or lead an agency business or any business to be honest but um 
The other thing, just as a sort of caveat to that, I'm a little bit conscious of sort of doom and gloom stuff. Not that Mm. that was a doom and gloom question, but I think we're all very understandably preoccupied with, you know, the kind of survival mode that we've sort of all been shopped into in, you know, what was a relatively normal world, you know, a week ago into this bizarre kind of unprecedented kind of, uh, you know, very woolly, fuzzy situation really scary in a lot of ways and obviously Mm. everybody's very worried about the health implications never mind the commercial having said that um it isn't all doom and gloom there are a number of businesses which are you know thriving which we've kind of alluded to but even in agency land i've spoken to leaders who have still got a pipeline they're still um you know looking to close business i've had a few question marks um the questions asked rather about uh you know how do you pitch in this sort of remote environment so I think that's a, that's another good topic, you know, just on that, I suppose the, the sort of mechanics of, you know, briefing and mobilizing and rehearsing a team are, are probably much the same um, as they ever were. Sure. You know, process and milestones and performance indicators and, you know, the good solid pitch management stuff. Um, you know, whether you're pitching over video conference, clearly there are some nuanced changes there, just, you know, from knowing who's talking at any given moment to not being side swiped by having to use the client's platform on the day having rehearsed on your own sure so i think um this is probably part of the how do you succeed on the other side of this crisis is to make sure that you adapt to the situation that you're facing now so i'm certainly answering that question about pitching in terms of uh, you know preparation has never been more important you know maybe clients would forgive a little bit of clunkiness in Mm. a sort of vc based based process but um you know doing dry runs for remote audiences thinking much more deeply about stage management, uh, mm. who's handling questions and how you'll avoid multiple voices wading in. And um, so I think it's probably a good sort of tactical thing would be sure. to appoint someone in that team to really own the smoothness of the process. So challenge them with going away and learning how experts manage remote presentations and, you know, maybe pick up a few gestural techniques or conventions that could differentiate the pitch or, you know, get rid of the awkwardness from the situation. Makes but, sense. Um, and if that can, if that goes well, if that process goes well, there's no reason why it should change significantly when things do go back to normal. I think this is forcing a lot of businesses to sort of reevaluate. Hey, sh- oh, have we been doing things in the right way? Could we be doing things slightly better or differently? Yeah, um, it's really yeah. forcing people to think. Well, I agree. I mean, you know, one good sort of thought that springs out of that, I suppose, is you know, you won't be surprised knowing what you know about my business that I'm not a huge fan of um, sort of just uh, sleepwalking into the kind of conventional route to new business and taking part in subjective beauty parades as a matter of course. I think there's a bunch of other smarter ways of doing it, nor is it a completely binary yes or no thing. But, um, you know, getting beyond the kind of practicalities of running a, running a pitch under sort of weird conditions, I think now is a really good time for agencies to, I suppose, build up some muscle memory around the fact that pitching is a big, it's effectively a big diagnostic tool. Obviously the clients, we weighing you up, but you're weighing them up as well. So mm. agencies generally find it very hard to walk away from a pitch, even if they know they're not going to win. There's that classic, you know, line that we've all heard at some point, well, I don't think we're going to win, but we've come this far. <laughs> it's like, oh man. So in difficult times, I think that kind of, um, attitude is doubly damaging there's Mm. more risk here even though a win would be really helpful you're probably thinking about protecting you know morale in the agency that's already pretty fragile and you've also got this unprecedented sort of opportunity cost where you've 
weirdly got loads of time where you could be doing stuff that you don't really have time to do otherwise wasting that on a pitch you're not going to win is really dumb so i think you know talking to agencies saying look just think extra hard here about whether the client's serious about the process you know particularly about your agency so give them a ring you know if they don't take your call that tells you something Hmm. you know they're definitely going to go ahead with the work you know are they certain about that are they still waiting on new information um you know how clearly can they replay back to you why you potentially are right for them you know are they willing to discuss adaptations to the process or you know more innovative formats i think in the absence of that kind of willingness to engage with you over the process and the you know the likely success of it um now's a very good time to raise your threshold um for taking part in this kind of stuff because to your original question which i know i've waffled all around um that's the kind of muscle memory that is going to be really valuable to your business on the other side of uh you know this uh this strange time really really quite fascinating let's talk a little bit about the the sort of solidarity question because I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm seeing a lot of agencies who were once quite competitive with each other actually um, uh, start to be, um, start to share resources a lot more, uh, are more willing to sort of help each other. Those defenses and those barriers that were once there uh, when things were normal um, have sort of come down significantly. And you talked about uh, some of the other businesses at the top of the show that are doing things to actually help um, the community, their employees, and, and the wider population. But what else are you seeing at the moment with creative businesses and agencies to help and support each other? Well, I think, I think this is where communities, uh, particularly where they have a sort of digital platform, this is where they seem to be coming into their own. So just by simply, uh, I think you touched on this at the start, just creating a, a forum where people in a similar boat can just chat, talk to each other, share a view, share a joke, share some advice um, is really valuable. So I know that um, certainly communities I'm a part of have done a good job of that. I don't know. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that competitive thing is maybe um, maybe as real as perhaps we assume it. Really? Okay. Interesting. That we're all quite sharp elbows in agency land. Um, And certainly during my agency career, I maybe saw that less and less over the years. But I think that actually you know it's a much richer landscape now there's clients have got so many more moving parts and yes there is a huge kind of unhelpful kind of convergence amongst agencies towards some version of selling customer experience whatever your definition might be or the particular disciplines that go into making it up it's very hard to be a client now and um you know they're dealing with unprecedented problems and i don't mean covid19 but just generally bringing together you know data and tech and creativity and design and goodness knows what else to sort of create really strong products services and take them to market effectively there's just so much noise in there and so much less clarity than there was i think the opportunity for collaboration between specialists um, whether they be you know small very kind of niche operators or specialists in big things i think the opportunity to you know acknowledge where you begin and end as an agency business and where your capability begins and ends and how other people can uh, kind of dovetail with you i suspect we're probably getting more of that kind of collaboration than we have done for some time so um you know to your question i think in this absolutely unprecedented situation um 
with COVID-19, you know, uh, trade bodies like BEMA and, um, you know, the DBA and mm. organizations like Agency Collective, all doing a sterling job. Agency Hackers, again, have got a really thriving guild um, mm. community going. Um, there's a huge amount of collaboration about sharing um, talent and sharing ideas and sharing, you know, pooling questions on the government response. So it's a very easy kind of um, cliche to reach for and talk about our sort of blip spirit in this country. I just think generally we're quite a collaborative species. And, um, you know, when the going gets tough, um, people get matey and they work together. And I think that's a really good thing. Hmm, really interesting. Last couple of questions before I let you go. Um, I know you're not a political strategist, so this question might be above your pay station. But um, how how do you think about how the government has has responded? Yeah, my God, that is an interesting question. I um I I'm prepared to. I'm no great fan of Boris Johnson, and um, I am prepared to be sympathetic towards him. As a side note, he always wanted to be prime minister, probably since before he was two years old. <laughs> um, but be careful what you wish for. You know, it's not all state banquets and, you know, being the toughest kid in the playground. Mm. As they say, it's events, dear boy, events. So um, this will define his leadership and this government's legacy, um, undoubtedly. Um, you know, they're going to have to carry the can. There's a lot of time until the next election. They find it very difficult to blame anybody else for their handling of this. Hmm. Um, and I'm also well aware that their their kind of comms challenge around um, taking, you know, very uh, fast moving situation, putting that through the, the lens of, uh, you know, scientific and medical advice and then being able to communicate that to a, a hugely diverse group of people in this country. Um, there's going to be a lot of people out there that aren't particularly engaged in the topic and are ignoring advice and don't really give a shit what the government says. Equally, you've got an enormous group of very engaged people unpicking the nuance of every inflection of every sentence um, and quite rightly wrestling with the detail behind, you know, the advice that's been given, whether it's the strategy to sort of defeat the virus or the strategy to deal with it economically. You know, teaching is a great case in point. Anyone that's got kids is getting emails from their schools left, right and centre at the moment mm. saying, you know, in line with government advice, we're trying to work out who the hell is allowed to still come to school on Monday and what that mm. looks like and mm. who's got that data and how we just keep the wheels turning. So, um, as I say, I think, you know, there was a guy, um, senior guy at the World Health Organization talking very passionately about how to deal with stuff like this. And his view, which seemed to be very sensible, was that the worst thing you can do is nothing and the best thing you can do is something. And the something won't mm -hmm. be right and it'll be proved wrong very quickly, mm -hmm. but it hopefully won't be proved completely wrong and then you can make some new decisions the next day. So mm, that's sensible. Um, hopefully the leadership we're getting as a country, um, we will get through this. Hopefully the green shoots of positive news about you know people in Wuhan going back to work and the incidence, incidence of new disease in uh, Italy having hopefully topped out tends to bear out what uh, Boris Johnson was saying yesterday about a sort of 12 week, you know, uh, sharp shock. Goodness knows what the long term plan is. So mm. hopefully they're doing all right. But I must admit, um, each press conference I watch with interest every day, I didn't particularly enjoy Boris going back to his, um, you know, barnstorming sort of overconfident sure. freestyling self. So when he gets overconfident, I get nervous. <laughs> That's, that's personal I think we all do. I think we all do. Last question before I let you go. Talk to me about the silver lining here. Uh, give us give us something to 
be optimistic about and, and, and hopeful for? I mean, what what have the what have been the good things that have come out of this, both for you uh, and agencies from a business perspective and a personal perspective? Oh, that's a really good question, and I, I'm I'm pleased to be asked a positive question as 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 many of these have. I think. Well, I suppose there's a couple of things. On a personal level, I think maybe last Friday, I took a call from a friend, um, uh, Sally Henderson, who is a, a mentor. And she called me about 7 p.m. on a Friday um, and uh, just sort of, hello, how are you, kind of chat. And it kind of shook me out of, I think I was a little bit in denial, if I'm honest, about the whole mm. thing. And we had a good natter. We made each other laugh. We said some, you know, uh, talked a bit about business, talked a bit about our kids, etc. And um, it kind of just woke me up to the fact that actually this is real and it's happening and I need to really focus my mind on it. Hmm. And that's really set a course of action this week about I've just picked up the phone constantly hmm. and I've had loads of fascinating chats. I've got a call with a guy on Monday where we're going to talk about our returning to doing artwork which we both happen to have done after 30 years um i've talked about all sorts of crazy topics with people hmm. and some of them with business contacts some some of them with friends so in terms of a silver lining i hope that the the value of the telephone and the value of that kind of you know building and keeping relationships going it's so easy for us to send a two-line email when actually a conversation would be so much richer and only would take a short amount more time. So let's hope that's a silver lining. Hmm. Um, and I suppose the other, the other kind of practical thing maybe is offices. You know, I think we're making good strides, I hope, in and around improving society, whether it's with, you know, shared parental leave or helping, you know, particularly, you know, mums get back into the workplace and hopefully we're going to start dealing better with the gender pay gap. Um, and one of the kind of other historical cliches which doesn't no one any favors is this idea that you're not productive if you're not at work we mm. almost have to do little bunny ears whenever we say working from home but i i detested the practice of people looking at their watches if you had sure. the temerity to leave your agency anytime before seven sure. in the evening. that's bullshit it's ridiculous if we can all go away and work very productively from home and really understand the value of deep thinking um i know bruce daisley ex of twitter mm -hmm. um Know Mark Knorr um, from Fold Sevens talked about this. I think it's absolutely right. You know, I've certainly having run a consultancy um, outside of being an agency person for the last four and a half years, I've learned loads about my energy levels and productivity and when to do different kinds of stuff at different points in the day, when to not give my heart, myself a hard time for not being productive, um, and when I really know that this is my good deep working time. So. Hopefully, in amongst learning ourselves about that, we'll all be a lot less cynical of people being productive when we can't see them. And hopefully, as someone that's not a massive fan of selling time and materials, and don't do, don't do that at all at Co-Definery, and I advise agencies to try and think about different ways of pricing um, in amongst that, we can start thinking collectively more um, about you know outcomes and outputs and quality over you know inputs. And I think that's a, a healthy way to be. It's a healthy way to treat staff and a healthy way to, um, you know, not just differentiate, but create value, you know, perceived value um, from clients for your agency business. Rob, that's a great place to end. And I'm really looking forward to doing the full interview with you when things go back to normal, as we had planned um, sort of last week. Um, the huge, huge amount of value that I'm sure you can add to the audience. Tell everyone listening where they can go to find out more about you. 
Oh, bless you for that. Um, so it's codefinery.com is the name. Uh, well, the business is Codefinery. Codefinery.com is the website, C-O-D-E-F-I-N-E-R-Y. Um, there is a stupid reason why it's called Codefinery, which okay. cool. anyone's interested in, they can ask me. <laughs> we'll get into um, that on the podcast next week. Yeah, we'll do that another time. Um, or you can find me um, wittering on and uh, tweeting about um, when The Simpsons used to be good on uh, Twitter <laughs> at R-O-B-O-N-N. Bon, um, and obviously on LinkedIn as well. So um, uh, see you there. Great, Rob. Thanks for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you, Nathan. It's been a, it's been fun. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out daily COVID nineteen podcast updates to give creative and independent agencies the best advice and support through this challenging time. Topics will include finance steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives. HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms, managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and employees, sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.